0: Rolling Stones looks like Pukulati now in the closing credits. Yeah. Again, I think we're finally getting the best version of the closing credits where it's like all of them and it's Requiem Gold Experience and then yeah. everything got scaled back from this.
1: I feel like I need to like sit down with David Production like three years ago and be like, okay, guys, so the thing is, you don't want to like wait until the last episode to show your hand totally because it means the rest of it will not be as good.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a basic. Nope. Nope, nope, Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Courtney Stanton.
2: I'm Darius Kazemi.
1: And I'm Elizabeth Simmons.
0: And today we're here to talk to you about the end of Vento Oreo. Wow.
1: Just that, huh? Yeah. Just that. <laughs> the end. It's over.
0: <laughs> the end.
1: We're talking to you about rocks.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of things about rocks and uh, avoiding them. Fate. Throwing yourself out a window. Sculpture. Crashing cars.
1: Uh yeah, that's and it. And how
0: to take over the mafia, I guess.
1: Yeah. So we all know now we can say that the end of Ventorio is that Giorno is the villain now, I
0: guess. Yeah. Like that I think part of why I'm sort of like okay, it's cuz it's like all right, you did it. You achieved your dream of selling Leading drugs an to everyone organized else. organized crime yeah.
1: syndicate, right? Like
0: Yeah, like
1: I mean, look, I'm all for villains as protagonists. But the problem with Vento Oreo as a whole is that, and we talked about this um, last week, I think, maybe the week before, maybe both weeks, maybe this whole season. But a, a problem with Vento Oreo is that it's the prologue to a really interesting story that I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would love to watch a show about, like, the mob as run by fucking Giorno and Mista. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, hey, please, like, let me pay you billions of dollars for this.
2: <laughs> instead, we get five days of, like, holy shit, what the fuck? And then and then Diavolo dies.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, who the fuck is Diavolo? Like, why do I care that he's dead? I'm so confused. I forgot he existed.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're still in a flashback. So it's, like, instead it's Mista being extremely aggressive towards a guy dressed like Jesus in an elevator.
1: <laughs> I love the guy's character design, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It's got extreme, like. 1 a.m. at the uh, cosplay convention hotel elevator. And it's buys. like it's like it's like Jesus,
2: <laughs> but also lots of dog tags. Yeah. Then Mista is like, uh, I think you could use some stigmata, so I'm going to yeah. give them to you.
1: I like yeah. how I like getting to see Mista at like his completely insane mode.
0: Yeah, Mista pre giorno essentially.
1: Yeah, I also like that like the crown of thorns that the guy is wearing isn't really a crown; it's like a back barrette yeah <laughs> it's yeah. really i think it's a cool look i would like i would myself i would wear it i would wear that crown of thorns more, barrette
0: more of a banana clip of thorns yeah. really <laughs> than a crown <laughs> yeah no it's great i mean i yeah. think his outfit's good but also it's clearly like Araki rocky is like i'm almost done <laughs> yeah
1: but I, i'm glad that he kind of picks up that style of character design outfits like in joe joe land lots yeah. of thorn motifs I, like, yeah. I agree
0: as if i've read jo And i have not
1: but yeah so this dude
0: born with an automatic stand i guess which seems kind of like the worst of all worlds <laughs> there's a thing you can you can you can see stands but you can't control yours and yours predicts the
2: death of people that's kind of a downer it's
1: a shitty stand to have it's like
2: yeah. It's kind of like the uh, um, what was it called? It was the the one that's on your back in, oh, in Part Four. Oh, I don't yeah, know what it was I
1: called, I don't, it's called, oh, but I remember one. that guy. <laughs> yeah, I liked
0: that, <laughs> they, but it's like time. not weird enough. Like Part Four, weird is just like it's so special. Like whereas this is just like it's clearly like a Rocky just trying to write additional verses to the Alanis Morissette song "Ironic," and it's I mean, just like I oh, she died healthy, and her organs are going to save her father. But I
1: think I really like Sleeping Slaves. Um, I do, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. In the... I mean, it's,
2: it's an Iraqi ghost story. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan, but I like, like, chiller. I like
1: it specifically how it hooks into Ventorio. Like, I... Yeah. I like that we see, like, Bruno was supposed to die. Basically, Bruno was supposed to die when he got punched through the chest by Diavolo. Diavolo. And if he had died then... And not been revived by Jorno, the rest of them wouldn't have died, too.
0: But right. also, we don't know if Diavolo would have been beaten.
1: Right. Exactly. You know, you know right.
0: et cetera. Probably right. wouldn't Probably have. not. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So basically, Mista's Stubbornness causes Abacchio and narancha to yeah, die. Yeah, literally.
1: Mista Stubbornness <laughs> and commitment to Bucciolati.
0: Yeah. Right. Man throwing himself out that window. Yeah, I kind of had forgotten about that part. I definitely forgot about the part where he lands on the car and then Fugo crashes it. <laughs> I remember
1: that part. That I remember part that is very really memorable well. to me.
0: But yeah, Fugo crawling out of the wrecked Mercedes and stumbling on the ground but in just, the background, just
2: in the background, while Mista and and Bruno are having like a conversation and like slowly. no one gives a shit. It's so funny.
1: Poor
0: Fugo. Um, I really like Sleeping Slaves mostly because it's like, I just like seeing the gang interact with each other. You yeah. get yeah. so little of it and it's just so funny. And like, I, I'm like, yeah, I would probably be irrationally angry too if this is how they treated me and I was Fuga. You know, it's just like, like, yeah. Because at the beginning of the season, I can't remember who it is who busts on Fugo about how don't let Fugo drive because he crashed the last car.
2: Right. And it's like, it's excuse like, you, Mista crashed the yeah. last yeah. car. <laughs> Mista fell on the last car and injured Fugo. <laughs> like, <laughs> he
1: jumped onto the last car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I like when Bruno and Mista like, meet up at the end and Bruno's like, what chain of coincidences led to this? I feel like that's just such like a good distillation of so much.
2: Well, also, the other line that was a big distillation of Vento Oreo overall is like, well, a bunch of stuff happened. It's hard to explain. Not really sure what happened. The important thing is the rock is destroyed and we're all fine now. Yeah. Right. And like, that's exactly where we are at in the Vento Oreo story of like, well, a bunch of shit happened. Not really sure why. Diavolo's dead. So I guess we're okay.
1: Yes. I guess I'm in charge of the mob now, Polnareff. Uh, I decided to live here for a while as a ghost. Like, yeah, Inside sure, a okay, key.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. Like one last thing: why does the rock show back up again?
1: It doesn't. It doesn't. That it, that's really not the rock. That's it's just Mista, a rock, yeah. and Mista
0: has rock PTSD. Yeah, yes. and that's why it says okay.
1: SPQR under it because it's just oh, like just a, a statue, Roman
2: and statue. He thinks okay. it's gonna be. I love when Polnareff describes that he's gonna be living in the key as a ghost forever, and and Mystic goes well i'm glad you're okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it's like well no he's he's dead and bound to a key yeah
1: but, but he's, he's bound fine. to a cool turtle i mean i think it's fine i would if if that was what my life was like after i died i would be like this is fine
2: i mean to be fair he gets to live as long as he wants and never go to the bathroom ever again yeah yeah so the
1: dream and
0: we've established that fridge like sell stocks on snacks and drinks
1: and he can just watch captain Tsubasa forever for all eternity.
0: Well, and also, like unlike now, at least the living room travels, yeah. right? Like, So basically, if you it's were, like, preferable
1: you... to our current situation. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like you have to stay home, but home moves. It'd be like, great. Yeah. Sign me up. But apparently, moves slowly. He's like,
2: it would take me a year to get to the Coliseum. This is the thing
0: that's weird to me, is that he supposedly is a ghost that lives in the key, but also, apparently, he sometimes possesses the turtle and talks through it. Yeah.
1: I think he has free reign of the entire physicality of the...
0: I'm just saying Coco Jumbo, man. Like, <laughs> must be very confusing for no, the turtle. No,
1: the turtle is dead. <laughs> no, it is, because his soul went into Polnareff's dead body.
0: So then he I, has I to operate to, the hate turtle. I to break
1: it to you, Courtney, but Coco, Coco Jumbo, Jumbo died? is dead. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, now I find it to be extremely moving. <laughs> No, so he has to like, so he can't just hang out in that room. He has to be the turtle
1: and and hang out in the room. But if he goes into the room, the turtle dies.
2: This is basically like (laughs) this is basically like Jonathan dying at the end of part one. You know, it's uh, the Coco Jumbo dying is just the body. I find it to be more
1: heart wrenching, personally. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, when you think about it, Dio's head is basically possessing the turtle that is Jonathan's body. Basically, that's That's true. true.
1: It's true. It's true. um, Yep, because Jonathan's soul is dead. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and then they're just like cool let's go to the coliseum and that's sort of like the end and then you get the credits the rolling stone or excuse me prophecy Stones. <laughs> oh eliz you had stuff to say
2: about michelangelo
0: right yes I did. oh yeah that statue yeah so yeah the in the middle of the episode uh this guy whose name i can't remember the
1: sculpture guy
0: the sculpture sculptor
1: guy dude sculptor jesus have a name? is sculptor guy yeah
0: Something I'm not even going to attempt it because I don't speak Italian and it'll be embarrassing. Well, how's it?
2: How would you say it?
0: No. I don't know. I don't remember all the letters. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: You, it sounded like you just didn't know how to pronounce it.
0: That too. It's Mario. No,
2: it starts with an S. I,
0: like His in my head, is... I was like, "That's." I was like, "This is probably the word for sculptor in Italian." Like in my
1: <laughs> probably head. yeah. Okay, so Mario, the sculptor. So that
0: guy was talking about Michelangelo, because you know why not?
1: Because he's saying um, he's talking about how everyone is a slave to fate and part of what he's talking about is i mean it's a it's a tenuous link here he's like for example michelangelo says that when he like carves or chisels a sculpt stone he doesn't like have something in mind he just waits for it to like unfold right
0: and the idea is that like the sculpture is like that's the destiny of that piece right. of marble or whatever and so it's like that's why rolling stones shows your destiny right in a big rock.
1: Right. And that everyone is, it. <laughs> everyone is a sleeping slave to fate. So, like, once you wake up that you know what your destiny is. So, like, the very end of that part where it shows, like, all of them walking except there's, like, uh, a missing – like, there's room for one more person, right? And that's Jorno, where he says, like, I hope that you wake up from, like, your sleep. Anyway, during this monologue, one, like, a couple of statues are shown. Like, the one that gets the most focus is, is this – michelangelo statue from his series called slaves which i was it was taught to me at some point in either high school or college that like this was one of the like gayest statues that's ever existed because i mean (laughs) michelangelo clearly used it's basically a statue of this guy completely naked except he's pulling off a shirt so it's It's like like a
0: tank top right like
1: Yeah, so it's like extremely erotic because he isn't just naked, and I remember like being taught that at some point, being like, "This is the most erotic and gay sculpture that exists because it would be less erotic if he were naked, but because he is taking off a garment, it's more erotic." And I remember, I think that that really like it clearly got inside my head because I still remember it. But when I saw that in in Sleeping Slaves in the manga, I was just like, "Wow." Rocky really goes hard. Like, he, he was just like, let me talk about the concept of sculpture. Anyway, here's the gayest one I could find.
2: <laughs> Michelangelo saw the slab of marble and was like, oh, this slab's destiny is to become a hot stripper twink. Exactly.
0: All yeah. well, that checks out. Yeah. And so, obviously, that's the iconography that we get to illustrate the concept fate. of, of <laughs> carving
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: marble and also fate.
1: Yep. It, which all tracks with JoJo's as a whole.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, there's just the little omake where we get the rest of the animation from the opening credits. Right. Which it turns out is just Mista opening a window, one of his many jobs as as Jorno's right hand man, yeah. wife. Everyone's decided to palette swap their outfits. God bless. And they it's look beautiful. Great. Uh,
1: I love by everyone, I just mean
0: Mista and Jorno. Uh,
1: I love Jorno's embroidered flowers on his.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like he goodbye. switched out for like a nice damask or something, but yeah. it's like black. It's black, but still with the green ladybugs.
2: There's a uh, zipper pull on the side table. That's you just see it for half a second. Oh, really? I didn't notice yep. that. Yeah, Darius said something. I was like, I didn't see it, but I believe you. I believe it. It's next to the next to the bottle of wine. There's a little zipper pull on like a on like a little hanger pst- pedestal thing. oh
0: And yeah, now Jornos just the head of the mob. I guess everyone swore fealty to the 16 year old.
1: I wonder who, how long it took between like, I wonder how much time yeah. passed, but he's, he's actually only 15. Yeah. So now he's maybe <laughs>
0: yeah, that's I, was, I, I was it, yeah, assuming yeah. he had a
2: birthday. It's been right. to Oreo. So this was probably like six hours later. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah,
1: that's the question is like how long I, when I first saw this little ending, I was so over the moon because I was just like, Oh my God. So, you're really telling me that Jorno and Mista just get married and live together forever?
0: Yes. <laughs> and lead yeah. the
1: mob? I'm like, thank you, God, for this.
0: Yeah. They both live and get to just work together forever.
1: Yeah. We don't know what happens with Trish. Most fan fiction interpretations are that she's either a fashion designer or a model somewhere. Yeah. Which.
2: I mean, sure. reach for the stars. She could be both.
1: Yeah. That's true.
0: But yeah, Trish is fine. Like that's the thing with Trish. Yeah. You're like, Trish is okay. She's F- yeah. she's
2: fine, except she always thinks her dad
0: is somewhere out there <laughs> going to get her. Trish is maybe in yeah. regular therapy, but she's fine. Yeah, I do like the last little moment that she and Mister have
2: from their body swap.
0: Yes, one last reminder that they are gay best
2: friends. Yes, They're just I love the yeah. It's like, well, I know I found your smell nostalgic, but your nails are still weird. That's <laughs> cute. Yeah,
1: I love Mista's limp wrists.
2: Yes, yes. iconic
1: moment.
0: Yeah, taken straight from the manga. Like that, yeah. I remember that panel from Same. the manga vividly. Yeah, and that's it. Like it just it ends with like Jorno achieved his goal at a high price, the deaths of several people he had just met a few days ago. Yeah, <laughs> and and now he gets a boyfriend and a job,
2: and, and one job assumes
0: is- at some point Koichi made it back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just such yeah. a, like, because mm, at least, like, again, like previous seasons, it's like, it's the villain fight. And then it's like, ah, whereas and this was like, villain fight was
2: an episode and a half ago. And I'm thinking about Jotaro as well, because Jotaro is the one who, like, sent Koichi out. I remember, Koichi calls him on the phone and is yeah. like, he's not an enemy. So I guess that was the whole point of Jotaro sending Koichi out, was to determine whether Jorno was an enemy yeah. or not. Is that it? I think that
1: okay. is the point. Yeah. You yeah. wanted to make sure he wasn't evil. I'm going to turn like, into an <laughs> enemy. He he's not evil.
2: He's just going to be become the, the most head powerful of the mafia, yeah, but, but mafia yeah. guy in the world because
1: he's not gonna sell drugs to children and that's all <laughs> that matters
2: yeah <laughs> i mean it's true we never see jotaro sell drugs to children it's true. That's how you know he's a good guy yeah,
1: yeah. Gonna, i was like i feel like we almost have seen someone sell drugs to children and if we have it would be joseph <laughs> yeah i think it would
0: be on
2: accident though oh yeah totally on accident he would you know yeah for sure but yeah that's it that's the end of part five we did it
1: yeah we did it it's a. Uh... I feel like part five took forever for us to do. It, it
2: did, <laughs> yeah.
1: We gold experience requiemed ourselves.
2: I think we purple hazed ourselves. Actually,
0: <laughs> I think now that we're done with part five, quarantine should be over because we did it. Point. We made it through this. Yeah. We did, and yet it's not.
1: I had a much. I really thought before we started recording part five that it would be more fun to record. I mean, obviously, like we have fun, but you know what I mean. Like I, I because I love part five, but the deeper we got into it, I feel like the more I was just like, wow, this stand battle is still happening, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's the thing is that it's like, one thing I think part five did a really good job of for me personally was priming me to enjoy part six more than I would have otherwise. Because it's like, I've already just read a like extremely messy, erratic season of JoJo's. And so it's like, this is just the new normal. I say, I like. I say this as if we're going to do part six next, and we're not. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. We
1: have an announcement.
0: We yeah. have it So we asked people what they thought we should do. We had all kind of, I think, amongst ourselves been like, it would rule if we just skipped everything and went straight to part seven.
2: I mean, I think we were all thinking it even before we talked to each other. About yeah. It. yeah.
0: And then we had multiple people write into us and be like, you know, you could, like, you know, life is short. Just do Steel Ball Run. And uh, it was very validating to have... Uh, across the board everyone suggests the thing that we all wanted to plus, do anyway. Plus so. Steel
2: Ball Run is probably going to take us like two years to get through. Yeah. So by then Elis might be here in person. Yeah. yeah by then <laughs> hopefully Elis will be here in person and also maybe in two years we'll like at least have an announcement about part six. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And and also like by the time so like if you pace it out if we start talking about Steel Ball Run now and then part six is announced even if part six airs in like a year which lol but yeah. like then we do part six when it comes out. By the time part seven comes out, like who knows when that is, it'll be right for us to redo it. So, yeah, right. <laughs> like
0: yeah. it'll be fine. But yeah, there's a lot of manga. So yeah, we're doing part seven. We're next. doing
1: part seven. Steel ball run, y'all.
0: Which is very exciting. I am the lone, like, part six apologist on this part podcast. I don't know how that happened. I
1: love this I love some of part six, but I yeah. overall think it is bad.
0: <laughs> but I think and see I overall think it was pretty good. But the, the important part is is that you don't have to know really anything about any of the previous JoJo's in order to get into Part 7.
1: Right. Because so it's a weird reboot. So,
0: so if you're worried of like, oh, but if you don't cover Part 6, then I can't listen to Part 7. You absolutely can. You don't need to know anything about what happens
2: in Part 6.
1: You really. could read Part 7 without partaking in any... Of the rest of Jojo's. Part seven was I actually
2: the way that I experienced JoJo's was I basically watched one, two, three, and four, and then went straight to seven and then went back and read five and six. I think that was how I I read
1: seven. I read seven first. So basically, like this is just to prepare you all. Between now and next week, next week we will be talking about the first chapter of Steel Ball Run. Yeah. So So
0: if you want to read along, um, there are ways. There are fan translations. One, yeah. one would have to do some searching on the internet, but it is not difficult it's at all. It's very easy. And like this, the, the scanlations are pretty good.
1: Yeah. yeah, the translations are good by now. And yeah, uh, that's basically the deal. So we're going to be doing it in chunks. And I guess what we'll do is we should probably announce like at the end of the episode. We'll tell you at the end of an episode what we're going to be doing next week. Yeah.
0: And uh, also, you know, not everybody is listening to this in real time. Continue. We get like emails and, and Twitter messages from people who are like, "Hey, we just found this, and I just listened to like your
1: entire back catalog yeah. on in
0: one week."
2: And I'm just like,
0: "Holy shit!"
1: Like, how are but you also, not insane by now?
0: But it's a pandemic. What the hell
2: else are people going to do? You know, yeah. like, go for it. So I, I'm just going to put this out there. Since we just finished part five, the anime, and I'm specifically talking about the anime. How how would you all how would you all rank? Part five compared to the other parts, personally.
1: Well, part four is number one for me in terms of the anime yeah, for sure. Same. It's just so good. I
2: gotta
0: say, I think Vento Oreo is the weakest season only because it is uneven and like three, f- four times longer than Phantom Blood. Like if Phantom Blood was as long as a regular season of JoJo's, it would hands down be the worst one. But it's only nine episodes. And so it's just wild from beginning to end because they're covering a lot of ground and it moves pretty fast. I, but it's also kind of terrible. So, I you know.
1: I still think Stardust Crusaders is the worst, for sure.
0: Valid. Totally valid.
1: I think Phantom... So I think it's probably like Stardust Crusaders is the worst, then Phantom Blood, probably then Vento Oreo, then battle tendency then yeah So battle tendency i would say is number two for me after diamond is unbreakable vento oreo is solidly in the middle
0: I weirdly like, I don't weirdly like, I mean, we all know why I like Stardust Crusaders so much, but I still think like, if you were like, random episode of Battle Tendency versus a random episode of Stardust Crusaders, I'd probably choose the Stardust Crusaders episode. But that is entirely a personal problem. Right. I don't expect anyone <laughs> else. Right. right.
2: You, you're not going to see very much Jotaro in an, in an episode of Battle Tendency. Yeah. So, so. that's that's it. That's but all it remember is. remember just...
1: how Stardust Crusaders is 48 episodes long?
2: Perfect length.
1: Holy fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> You know the various, thing is we say that now,
2: you? but yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So I would say, I mean, yeah. Part four is my favorite. I'd say, I'd say second favorite. I would put battle, not battle tendency. Um, I would put Stardust Crusaders, uh, and then then battle tendency, then. Yeah, I, I I don't really have a preference between Phantom Blood and Vento Oreo in terms of the uh, – I, I I guess Vento Oreo and then Phantom Blood at the bottom for me.
0: I just get so much pleasure out of showing people the very first episode of JoJo's and every time hearing them go, England in 1880s. Yeah.
1: <laughs> every fucking like, time.
0: And then like Danny dies. Like it's just like there's so much and it's just – it's wild. Yeah. So even though like the animation is uneven at best. I remember and it's showing
1: like, it to you and I remember you just uh-huh. being like, this is so bad. I'm yes. Like, yep yeah sure. and you're like just
0: wait and then i remember you turning me being like surprise it's about vampires <laughs> yeah no it's but that's the thing It's like it old bag of snakes head good old yeah <laughs> um shit, doobie I, doobie yeah um <laughs> i remember texting darius and being like this dude's head just turned into a bag of snakes <laughs> we're having a great time um but yeah, like it's just classic family friendly moments like that. Yeah.
2: That really. <laughs> yeah, the kind of stuff that you publish alongside the original Dragon Ball. Yeah, wow. yeah perfect. Just, yeah. Yeah. Shonen, totally
0: normal Shonen. Totally normal Shonen.
2: And uh, we will talk more about the, the, the series' status as Shonen in our next episode.
0: Yeah, too. so wow. yeah, but this has been the end of Vento Oreo. And this is also then for now the end of our coverage of this whole universe because Steel Ball Run. Yes takes place in in like
2: a rebooted universe yeah. in like
0: a weird alternate universe where you don't which is why you don't need to know yeah. really anything about jojo's yeah so
1: so yeah uh get a hold of the first chapter of Steel Ball run
0: or don't be like our fans who just listen yeah. to us but if you want the, to
1: follow the, along, the better choice <laughs>
0: uh but yeah it's very easy to follow along and like chapter one is what like 50 pages something yeah, it's like, 50 like pages, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it gets, then you'll finally get to understand it when we talk about how it's impossible to understand an Iraqi action sequence in black and white.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. There are there are colored versions of Steel Ball Run. Yeah, now, I recommend I reading. Read the, yeah, I, I recommend
2: re- re- reading the color version of Steel Ball Run just because it's easier to parse and stuff. I'm actually reading black and white right now. tell so am I.
1: Also, the color version of Steel Ball Run it has a nice muted palette. I. Don't like reading the colored versions of the other parts because they're all like really weird, oversaturated, and they give me a headache. They a are.
2: They're pretty neon.
1: But steel ball run is nice. Nice, like a lot of light blues. It's pleasant. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah. So yeah. This was. This has been Vento Oreo.
1: Yep. Get we psyched. did it. We're about to do some serious, some serious literary analysis. For. <gasps> I've
0: got to like prepare myself for years. the gear shift. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura Aura Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJojo or find us on the web at explainjojo.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that eLiz would leave for Giorno Giovanna.